Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. And boy, it feels weird to do a late night episode. I mean, it's not really late night for me. It's kind of late night for you, Ryan. But I mean, it's like three hours later than we normally record. And look at that. Wouldn't you know it? Anthony is still here. What up, man? Good to see you, Anthony. And Insano's here as well. Everybody's coming to hang out tonight. Uh, Figured we'd hop on and talk a little bit of baseball. Had a lot of stuff going on outside the podcast. So it kind of threw off my schedule for this week a little bit. But we are making the best of it. But, I mean, we had to talk today because Matt Mervis got called up to the Chicago Cubs. That was like all the rage in the later stages of the offseason and spring training. He was kind of the guy that everybody just expected was going to get the call to start opening day for the Cubs at first base. Big power guy. Kind of reminds me like an Anthony Rizzo, but can hit like for a little higher average, which is kind of nice. Uh, but then they went and signed uh, Eric Hosmer and whoever the fuck, uh, Trey Mancini or something mm-hmm. like that. Cody Ballinger and, too. Cody Ballinger and Cody Ballinger as well. Signing. And they just they just took all the playing time Mervis was gonna get and just gave it to all these people that didn't matter, and sent Mervis back down to AAA. And he has torn the absolute cover off the ball. Uh, have you picked up Mervis since you heard that he got called up? Yeah, I soon it. I saw it pretty much as soon as it happened. A little bit after it happened, I, I saw. I looked at his numbers so far this uh, this season: six home runs, twenty seven RBIs, hitting two eighty six in twenty four games. And last season, hit thirty six home runs, one hundred nineteen RBIs, hit three oh nine in one hundred thirty seven games across uh, Class A advanced up to Double A up to Triple A. So he rose through the ranks, continued to hit for power. Hit for power to start this year in AAA, and yeah, he should be getting a, a full-time spot in, in that Cubs lineup. I don't know, you know too in-depth about what the Cubs lineup is going to look like with him in it, but I imagine in the in the middle of it somewhere, if they're bringing mm-hmm. up a big power bet. So yeah, I, I went ahead and I picked him up in my redraft 12-team league as well as my uh, eight-team keeper. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow suit. He's still available in my, I mean, it's my home league. And he might be available in the SGP and Dynasty League, not to give you or Insano any ideas, but huh. somebody was going nuts picking up people in that league today. Uh, I'm going to see if he's available in TGFBI in my league. I know Fab goes down for that on Sunday night. I don't really need a bat, but I'm doing well enough that I kind of want to keep the people in my league away from doing better so that I can continue to flourish. But man, I'm, I struggled a little bit lately. I'm like ranked 68 now. I was top 20 there for a while. But yeah, uh, Matt Mervis is really good. He has a lot of power. And the thing that I like about him is he has excellent plate discipline. He's had like a 12, 12% walk rate last year, 14% walk rate this year in just 24 games. And he hardly strikes out. I think he's striking out 17% of the time this year, which is crazy. Like to have that kind of eye. And this is going to sound like a horrible comparison. 
But I know for me and my my line of work that I've done in baseball, I've covered my fair share of Mariners minor leaguers. Daniel Vogelbach, big sexy, had a very similar profile in the minor leagues when it came to like strikeout rate, walk rate. Did he that hit for average thing. though? Yeah, in the minors, yeah, not that high of an average. He didn't hit for a Matt Mervis level average, and he didn't quite have the power. But I'm, in I'm terms of like a right now, in terms of like a a, a a nice first baseman, his walk and strikeout rates were very similar. That that's off top of my head. He he did hit two eighty eight through nine minor league seasons. So yeah, he did have a much better uh, than two twenty career average in eight major league seasons. So so yeah. Uh, Maybe is a Vogelbach type there for for your 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 Mariners fans out there. Let's hope he's he's a Vogie with more power. Vogie that can hit thirty five home runs and play every day. Mm Because baseball needs a player like that, and I mean the Cubs need a player like that. I love the the Cubs Cubs this year. The Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. I fucking love the Cubs this year. Like they got they got so many good. fucking weird to say they got so many good players out there but like it's it's nice to see bellinger back to being cody bellinger mm-hmm. yeah Justin Steele's killing it marcus stroman is on fire this year that slurve is disgusting and so adding a guy like matt mervis that can where they already have kind of a a younger veteran core and then they can add an up-and-coming guy like mervis into that to try and like rise up and become the player that we all hoped he could be in spring training in the offseason and all that it would be awesome to see him stick with the club the rest of the year. I don't see why he wouldn't stick with the club the rest of the year. Just let the kid play, and I bet he hits 20 home runs from here on out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you think Matt Mervis is going to hit 20 home runs. You think Bryce Harper is going to hit 20 home runs. I think everyone's going to hit 20 home runs from, from here on out, apparently. 20 is a pretty safe number for right now. You just you just go you just go anybody 20 home runs, you know, plenty of time. They, they can they can reach that there. Somebody keep track of these. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to look look through some articles here to see if any of them speculate where he's got where he's going to bat, but I imagine he'll he'll play. He'll have to play every day at least at least against right right handers. He's yeah. le- he's left handed, right? Yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. I bet he hits. I bet he hits six or seven to start out. Yeah, he seems like a stage in there. Put him. Yeah, definitely. So ease him in. Yeah, uh, I picked him up. I also picked up, and people should go pick up Jason Adam. The uh, Probably mm-hmm. going to be the closer for the Tampa Bay Rays with uh, Pete Fairbanks on the 15-day IL due to a right forearm issue. So could be a, a uh, Jason Adams' job the rest of the way. He had a save today, struck out the side against the Pirates, struck out the side against the Pirates on Tuesday for a save as well. So he's been pretty good. I picked him up yesterday, actually, and, and now that uh, Fairbanks is, is on the IL, I think you have to go out and uh, – you have to go out and pick him up. Only rostered in 49% of Yahoo leagues. So he is available in most leagues, if, if only barely. And, I mean, he's pretty nasty, too. He's got a change-up as his most used pitch at 39%, followed by the sweeper at 28%. Both of them, I think the change-up has a 35% whiff rate, and that sweeper has like a 45% whiff rate. So he's missing a ton of bats. So getting a guy in there to close out games for a, a team that's already 20 games over 500 that can just continuously miss bats. That's a recipe for a pretty damn good fantasy closer, especially we're already over a month into the season now. And I mean, some closer roles are kind of still changing hands a little bit, like the one in Texas, which really screwed me in fantasy for this year. 
But so to find a guy like Jason Adams that may still be available on your waiver that is now closing for the best team in baseball, uh, that's race for the best team in baseball. Is that is that what you're saying? Oh, I mean, second to the Mariners. Oh, obviously, the Rays are twenty games over five. Yeah, I mean, who, they're, who they're, is they're, better? They're, they're they're twenty-six and six. They're the best team in baseball. You're, you're right. I, I, okay, I I, I, I didn't I know they were still on, on that on that insane of a of a stretch because the a, the A's are the exact opposite, six and twenty-six. <laughs> which is impressive. <laughs> and speaking of impressive, Yandy Diaz hit another ball over 110 miles an hour today. I've been slacking on keeping track of that, but I think that's like 12 balls that he's hit 110 plus miles an hour so far this year, which is fucking crazy. Hits the breakout ball. rolls yeah. on. Hit ball hard. It goes far there. So yeah, good for Yandy Diaz. And uh, for go over there, make sure we shout out Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They also offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair and no questions asked. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGillenPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Yes, speaking of closers here, this is how you just build a bullpen during the season because like, I went into my draft, wanted to punt saves. I pretty much punted saves. I got Iglesias accidentally and made the best of it by <laughs> grabbing Minter later. I think I, I don't even know, remember who else I drafted, but like I, I picked up Adam now. I picked up Jose Alvarado for for the Phillies, who has turned into the closer with how good his his stuff is. And mm-hmm. I picked up Gratterall for the Dodgers. He's been he's been decent. He's been picking up some saves. Estevez for the, for the Angels, like. This is how, if you're quick enough on closer news, you can you can go from having you know not no chance to win saves in your league to some somehow just you know picking up these guys and getting four or five saves a week. So never give up on, completely on a category, but if you do give up, give up completely and just trade everybody rather than you know potentially dropping them. Yeah, I, this year was tough for me because like my main league type is points leagues. So like in TGFBI, I was going to punt saves. And then I remembered like, oh, yeah, if you want to win first overall, you can't really punt the category. So I tried to go the saves route. I went Daniel Hudson. Pointless. I went Jose Leclerc. Just lost his job. And I went Daniel Bard. Missed the beginning of the year because of anxiety. Not talking shit about mm-hmm. that. It's a real problem. But then it's come back and literally just isn't the closer for the Rockies. Yeah, I still. saw Pierce Johnson got got a few saves recently, at least, at least one. Yeah, yeah. So like Bart is pitching, he's just not closing anymore, and so I got screwed. So, but I did pick up uh, Matt Brash on Fab last week. He got me this. He got me a win yesterday, so that felt nice to get. I'm hoping he can sneak mm-hmm. into some saves here at some point, probably later in the season. I only need double digits out of him. That's that'll be good. But another another guy that could be a good potential pickup if you're in a deeper league or you know a league where saves are valuable is michael king of the yankees he's got a few saves recently both multi-innings two and a third and and then one and two thirds but he's pitching well and apparently clay holmes is struggling so he's been picked up 
He's now rostered in 38% of Yahoo leagues. Yesterday, he was rostered in 9%. So but being picked up a lot, uh, don't be afraid to pick it, join that trend and, and, and pick him up because he could take over that job in the Bronx. Yeah, I think, uh, like, especially in deeper leagues, if you are somebody that is targeting saves, it's a good idea to pick up those speculative closers early. Even if you're like a week earlier or whatever, when you pick them up and they're not getting saves, they're just pitching like one inning with two Ks, whatever, write it out on your bench until they get that call. Cause yeah, the uh, Clay Holmes is really not doing great this year. And it's going to be such a short leash in New York. Yeah. One final closer is uh, Will Smith of the Rangers. Uh, Bruce Bochy yeah. said he will get the majority of the save chances. So no more speculation. He'll get him even though he's a lefty there. So if he's still available in your league, he's only rostered in 51% of Yahoo leagues. Pick him up. Um, speaking of somebody that's not really available, I'm trying to work on these transitions and I keep saying, speaking of, uh, I guess one thing I want to talk about is Tyler Glass now. Somebody that a I was I, I don't even know how I felt about him, like in my preseason rankings and all that, because he's always hurt. I'm just going to go on a rant. He's always hurt. And so he was so hard to try and like lock down on my fantasy pros rankings. Like, where do I put Tyler Glass now? Because who knows when the hell he's even going to come back if he comes back. And if he does come back, how long is he going to be effective for before he just essentially gets hurt again and he's back on the I.L.? I thought he was going to be out till at least the All-Star break. Don't ask me why I thought that. It's just kind of a that's how his career has always gone. So I figured that's what was going to happen. But news just came out that Tyler Glass now is making a rehab start and he's making his way back toward the big league club. I I love to see it because when he pitches, he's really good. He, mm-hmm. I want to see what he can do for a full season. Obviously, he's not going to play a full season. So with him coming up earlier, earlier than I expected, I kind of hope he can stay healthy so we can see what he can do, especially on a team like Tampa Bay. That's just absolutely fucking killing it. Uh, they've had a rash of pitcher injuries. Plus they've had some success with their young guys like Taj Bradley and uh, Shane McClanahan has been Zach Eflin had a, had a 10 strikeout start today against uh former Philly legend against, against former Philly legend, uh, Vince Velasquez there. I think, I think, he, <laughs> who, who, I think he left the game early though. with an injury. So, so check, up on, did, check yeah. up on that there. Um, yeah. Glass now in, in my main league, he was drafted in the 15th round, uh, of a 12 team league, which you no know, fairly deep, but like, I, then I, then I looked at who I picked in the 15th round and before them and, uh, Kodai Senga, Yoshida, Grayson Rodriguez, Pablo Lopez, Hunter Green. I, I wouldn't take Glasnow over, over any of them. And like after them, it took Telez, Nupar, Trevor May, uh, Estevez. So, yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel like he's. I feel like no one really knows where to value uh, Tyler Glasnow at all. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he could come back and somehow stay healthy this year and win 15 games with a mm-hmm. 2-1 ERA and a 12K9. He could be a Cy Young candidate if, if he if he stays healthy. Yeah, or he could fucking come back and pitch two games and his forearm hurt again and then go back on the IL forever. But, he, I mean, he's got a good pitch mix, though. Fastball, slider, curveball. He makes a change up in a tiny bit back in 2021. And, I mean, his slider's got a at a 30% whiff rate in 2022. Almost a 50% whiff rate in 2021. Curveball whiff rate is absurd. 
It was uh, 56% in 2021. So his pitches are disgusting. But Insano said no trash talk between the hosts on matchup week. Don't think I haven't noticed that it's matchup week, but I'm not winning. And I learned my lesson last week to not talk shit when I'm not winning. Even though Ryan's team fucking sucks. Here, no, here, I don't know here's how the thing. I, I'm pretty sure I checked the Fantrax app for the first time this week uh, earlier today, and you were up 9-1. I don't, I'm not sure completely, but I'll go on a little rant here. I I don't. <laughs> I, I truly don't care about this league. I don't check it as often as, as I should because it's on Fantrax. No, not checking on Fantrax, which is not what I'm used to. Maybe I'm an old man. Maybe get off my lawn, but just, <laughs> just get it back on Yahoo. We'll get it on Yahoo next year, and I'll... I'll I'll, I'll dominate and we'll have great trash talk back and forth, but on fan tracks, I, I just, it's just not what I'm used to. So, um, but yeah, uh, fuck you. I hope you lose. <laughs> fuck you too. You, you lucked into some okay pitching at the beginning of the, in the beginning of the week. And it's fucking, I have, I have nine home runs and 23 RBIs. You have three and 17. My team's mashing. Your team is fucking crawling. Well, to a I don't get right my guys that, that I, that I stole from you on my trade till next week. I know, and fucking Volpe had a crazy game the other day. The home run and two stolen bases on your team, even though he's my player. It's fucking ridiculous. And you got Kelnick, who's still been playing well lately. Sorry, Lane said, what's up, guys? Are there any games you're watching in particular this weekend in Major League Baseball? That is an excellent question. Wait, we're talking about baseball here? Sometimes. like A lot of times we kind of just make shit up. We have to watch the games? Yeah. Hold on here. We have to we have to watch the sport. Um, some games that I like. Uh, I like the Rays Yankees series. The Rays just kill everybody, and I don't like the Yankees pitching this year. So I think the Rays are going to do pretty well. Um, I like a uh, White Sox against the Reds at Planet Great American Ballpark. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is really turning the tables after I talked about him. just literally happens is, with every player I ever fucking is, talk Eloy, about. He is fantastic. I'm I'm so glad no one in my league wanted to trade for him when I was willing to <laughs> sell him for just I don't know ten cents on the dollar. Just horrible. And now he's now he's mashing. So I'm I am I'm enjoying this while he's healthy because I know it'll come back to come back to bite me. Yeah, and uh, oh, we we have a, uh, a a a Cardinals legend is making a season debut this weekend. Um, Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright. What are you thinking about uh, him in your leagues? Man, Wainwright is the guy that uh, the forty-one-year-old hurler racked up nine strikeouts over five and two-thirds innings in his final rehab, final rehab start, according to this uh, Yahoo blurb here. Yeah, the thing that's. The thing I got to take more of a stance on players. I'm I'm talking my I'm talking. No, out loud you, to myself through this. You just gotta, you just gotta get, I gotta take a stance. I, I think he is a, I think it's a very sneaky good addition if he's on your waiver wire because he's thrown like 190 plus innings the last couple years, even at his age. Uh he looked good in the World Baseball Classic. He's he strikes out a, a surprising amount of batters for his age. Normally, when guys age like that, they their velocity goes a little bit, and so they become more of uh command guys rather than strikeout guys but he still strikes out a decent amount the cardinals suck this year which is going to make it interesting because one of the upsides of adam wainwright is he's going to win you games that's how it's been the last few years because the cardinals have been really good but the cardinals aren't good this year they're like 10 and 22 or something like that for their record they're not good so uh, he's gonna have a hard time winning games but i also don't think that the cardinals are that overtly bad so 
who knows? Maybe he's the the jump start that they need to to pitch better or to play better, and he'll pitch better, and he'll be like a, a decent a decent fantasy pitcher. I, I don't think he's a top fifty fantasy pitcher. He's closer to like a top seventy five fantasy pitcher for me for the rest of the year. But there's value in that, especially in leagues where most leagues you start at least five pitchers. So in a twelve team league, you, you're that's right on the cusp of being rosterable. Uh, you know what Sanos I'm like- streaming at best. Can you pitch him each week? I think you can just because the innings, he's going to get you the innings. He's, he doesn't give up a ton of runs. He has like a high three ERA. So I don't think he's going to have any blow up games like Max Scherzer, but I, I think he'll be, he'll be solid enough that you could keep that. If you could keep Josiah Gray for the rest of the year on your lineup, you could keep, you could keep Adam Wainwright. Yeah, he does have the track record there, so that that would be. But you know, you know, a matchup I I think I'm looking forward to this weekend is uh, Rich Hill just absolutely carving up <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend. Uh, Rich Hill has made six starts in five of them. He has gone at least five innings, allowing three earned runs or less, with five or more strikeouts in all of them, and seven or more strikeouts or. So five or more strikeouts in all but one of them and seven or more and seven strikeouts in three of them. So give the old man some respect here. Dick Mountain is out here just carving up teams. Uh, they haven't been the best teams. Nationals, Reds, Rockies, Astros are in there, though. Uh, uh, White Sox is a team that beat them up in the Reds in Cincinnati. So but yeah, this is a, a sneak. Everyone throws so fast and he's just down there. Jamie Moyer, like out there, I love to see it. Ooh. Rich Hill is a, is a great streaming option this weekend. Rich Hill is becoming your Jared Kelnick. Rich Hill's my man. And I'm here for it. I am fucking here for it. Of all the people for you to take a stand on, it's fucking the one guy in the league that's older than me. Uh, Oldest guy in the league. God, he he's getting up there. And Santa said, "Big Dick Mountain." Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think he's an excellent guy to keep an eye on. Cause he is kind of defying father time a little bit and he's still putting up. He's not like, he's not even just pitching innings. He's fucking striking he's, batters out, which is wild. He's not a thrower. He's a pitcher. That, he, that, that, yeah. That's the important thing there. Strike um, someone that may be more of a thrower than a pitcher uh, right now in his career is Edward Cabrera. Last time out at home against the Cubs, five innings, 12 strikeouts. Uh, mm-hmm. Now going at the Wrigley Field matinee game on, on Friday afternoon. Um, do you like Edward Cabrera on, on Friday? He is rostered in 51% of Yahoo League, so not widely available, but still available in, in some leagues. I do. I, I still have him starting in a couple of my leagues. I, all the intangibles are there. He's starting to prove that he can do it. I said it every time he's about to start change up, change up, change up, change up, change up. He needs to rely on the change up. And it's something he's done recently It's something he did against the Cubs last time out. And like you said, 12 strikeouts and five innings. He also walked four, which messed up his pitch count, which is the reason he only pitched five innings. But I think he can do it again. He has that in. It's not like it was an outlier 12 strikeout game. He has that kind of strikeout ability. So if he can go into it relying on that changeup again and kind of limiting the fastball usage to more of like a 25% uh, usage rate, he can be that effective again. And it, I don't think he's going to strike 12 out again. Maybe nine seems about right. Five, six innings with nine Ks. I could see that happening. 
Yeah, I, Lane, I, Lane said, sorry. Ryan, that was a great Rich Hill stat breakdown. I may have to look at Rich Hill K prop if I can get four and a half. Oh, I like that. Toronto strikes out the the sixth fewest in the league at seven point nine seven per game, uh, eight eight overall in the past three games. So I I don't know if I I like that. I think Toronto might this, this might just be a bad matchup for him overall. But I, I got to stand by my guy. Ad. <laughs> you have to die uh, on that. He's, on he's, that a, big dick mountain. he's a he's a true underdog story there. And uh, speaking of, we got. Underdog Fantasy, we're brought to you by Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And it's Kentucky Derby Week and Notorious OTB brought to you by the SGPN for all your has all your triple count bets. Plus, leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and Belmont Saturday on June 10th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. And we have a bonus contest exclusively on the SGPN app. Winner gets a $100 SGPN gift card. All right, so one more matchup I want to highlight this weekend. Uh, I want to highlight it for this weekend, and then I want to highlight this team for next week because I'm working on my new uh, weekly planner article for Fantasy Pros that will be out tomorrow. And my favorite team for next week, including this weekend, is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They play Washington this weekend. Washington is not a good baseball team. And so those Arizona bats have a chance to just eat out there. And then next week, Arizona is at home all week. Every game next week is a home game for Arizona. They play much better at home. Those bats are going to come alive. And uh, guys like Perdomo, Cattell Marte, Christian Walker's been killing it. Guys like that should have some big, big, big weeks this coming week. Yeah, I mean, that's a good call there. Uh, a few other streaming options this week kind of looking at uh Brady Singer not not a not a great pitcher been up and down this year but he is going against the athletics there so that should be should be a win for the Royals as long as he can go go five innings uh who else we got here uh Tyler McGill at, at home against the Rockies there Rockies don't have a good lineup I mean they're they're built built for Coors Field there so I think that might be a decent spot for maybe them to get a win or McGill to get a win with the Mets there uh that, that's really all that Really popped off to me for the probables this weekend. Uh, I'm looking at a, it's, it's not really going to be a waiver wire guy or streaming option, but I'm looking at a big bounce back game for Nick Lodolo on Saturday. Also going against Chicago, uh, the White Sox of the White Sox variety. Now uh, they got Clevenger on the mound. So Chicago's going to give up a bunch of runs, especially <laughs> early more than likely. And Lodolo is a damn good pitcher. And me and Ryan, I think we were talking like before or after the last episode about Lodolo. And we're wondering what kind of pitcher he is. And we're saying this might just be who he is. Like he, he might just be that guy that goes five or six amazing games in a row and then gets shit on for two games and then comes back out and throws three excellent games and then gets shit on for three games. That, that might just be who Lodolo is. And this is going to be one of those games that's really, really, really good. For I think him we said like, like a Blake Snell type, right? Like a, like a Blake Snell yeah. light kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And 
Hold on. Somebody's at my door. Hold on. I got kids. I got kids. You're good. Yeah. uh, Other news we got today here, looking at the uh, fantasy baseball subreddit. Um, Michael Harris left the game with an apparent leg injury yesterday. Um, I mean, I'm I'm shocked Blake has not brought up the uh, the Miller matchup there. They they both had no hitters through like five innings in that game. I think Mason Miller didn't allow a hit, if if I'm correct there. Bryce Miller also had a fantastic start. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the Miller matchup really lived up to the hype. Uh, I, as I was just saying, I I was shocked that Blake, you did not mention the uh, great Miller's. uh, debut there it, it does it does rival the uh 2013 film the millers as i mentioned last show <laughs> but um what do you what did you think of this version of the millers that was an incredible game on both sides mason miller my i'll break them both down my favorite part about mason miller is nobody really knows anything about mason miller 28 minor league innings before getting called up and then they just fucking threw him to the fire he throws 102 miles an hour his first time out multiple times. And I was live tweeting during the game a little bit when I was watching it. Mason Miller didn't throw a ball over 100 miles an hour. That was kind of his thing. He was this unknown fireballer coming out there just throwing like Hunter Green, just throwing 100 miles an hour nonstop. He pitched seven hitless innings, four walks, six strikeouts, didn't throw a single pitch over 100. It looked like he was really focusing on not overthrowing. He was trying to pitch instead of just getting out there and just fucking throw the shit out of the ball like he had been. And it made a massive difference. Granted, it was against the Mariners. I love me some Mariners, but we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn lately. Uh, we struggled against Oakland <laughs> the last couple games. And so I I love Mason Miller even more going forward, even though he might not be the, the crazy strikeout guy we all hoped he would be. I know I was hoping for like 10 Ks out of him that game. But if he can... If this lowered velocity is a thing for him where he can be more effective and like pitch deeper into games, he could be dangerous, even though he plays for Oakland. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when is a big stop, but so is strikeouts and and ERA and and those ratios. And I mean, yeah, Bryce Miller looked great too. He had 10 strikeouts, two hits, one, one run and six innings. I mean, yeah, it's the A's, but still great stuff. And and his, uh, I was his debut, right? And we had a debut yep. for Brace yep. Miller. Yeah. So I'm not sure who he goes against next. I think we went over that last show though. But yeah, he, he both I mean both both Millers look look good there. Um, someone else, I'm not sure if you're still on him. I, I would assume so. I picked him up in my keeper league was um Jaron Duran here. Um mm-hmm. is someone you're you're still keeping an eye on here? Absolutely. He's I think he got another three hits today. Two or yes. three hits today. Yeah. Uh hitting four fourteen now. One thing that's been fun about writing that weekly waiver wire article is I dig deep into these guys and I put them out there. And I have, I've been talking about these guys like a week or two before, like the whole rest of the world starts talking about them. Jaron Duran is like the talk of the baseball waiver wire world now. And I gave him to you guys two weeks ago, not to pat myself on the back, but we know what we're doing around here. But yeah. It's cool to see sometimes. It, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see his, uh, his changes that he made to his swing, the better plate discipline, the less chasing of the ball, the lower in the K rate, and he's making a lot harder contact. He just needs to get more lift on the ball. Very, 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 very Yandy Diaz of 2022-esque. Very hard contact, just not getting the lift on the ball to turn those into home runs. I think he will turn those into home runs at some point, but for even if he doesn't, for now, 
he is making the kind of contact and putting up the kind of numbers that he's still very fantasy relevant. Is he going to hit 400 this year? Absolutely not. Is he going to hit 300 this year? I mean, if he hit like 305, that wouldn't surprise me. As long as he can, as long as he keeps his spot, like when Duvall comes back and things of that nature, it's going to, we're going to have to see if he keeps that, that spot. But if he does, like he could hit like 305 with, I almost said 20 home runs just to fuck with you. Uh, <laughs> he could hit like 305 with like 10 home runs. 20 home runs. You never, yeah. never know. Yeah, you know, 10 to 20. Why not? And, like, you can do it. It's a, there's a lot of seasons left. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, it feels like a good number. Yeah. I think I think he could do it. He, he's he's hit a fifth for, for the Sox, so for the Red Sox. So as long as he keeps it in there, I mean, I imagine, I guess Devers is hitting third. They probably have one of their right-handed boppers fourth and then Durant fans. That seems like a a pretty good lineup to me there. So yeah, pick, I, I'd pick up Duran in keeper leagues, dynasty leagues. Absolutely. Uh, redraft leagues. Definitely as well. Um, a few kind of breaking, not breaking news injuries, injury updates, but since we started the podcast here, uh, Matt Strom's going to transition to a relief role when Ranger Suarez comes back mm-hmm. next week. So uh, Ranger Suarez could be a, a good option to pick up. You know, he's not someone people may have, may have stashed. He's not a big name, but he, He's pitching for the Phillies, one of, one, of, one of the better teams in the league, I would say, and then should be able to get opportunity to get some wins. He's, he's underrated. Um, and then Joe Musgrove is have, having his next start pushed back till Sunday due to a blister mm-hmm. on his foot. I'm not sure if he was scheduled to go Friday. Yeah, it was. So Darvish is going Friday. Um, Dylan Dodd is going back to AAA. Uh, and Michael Harris appears to have avoided a serious injury. He, he could be back uh, for Friday. That's good to hear. I was a little nervous about that one because, like, man, he he like had a strung a couple good games in a row there since coming back, and I kind of wanted to see him build off of that. And hearing that he got hurt, I was a little nervous. So if he's going to be back that soon, that's awesome. Dylan Dodd getting sent down. I hadn't heard that one. I mean, admittedly, it did just, they say it, it was it was just just here? Let me, did they say um, who's coming up? Is Soroka coming up? It was merely a spot start for him. Um, it's unclear how the Braves are planning to replace an injured Kyle Wright. It's I, I, it's got to be Soroka. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my stamp of uh, my name. I don't fucking know. I'm calling that right now. It's gonna be Soroka. He's he's good. He's been doing really well in AAA this year. Well enough that he should be back in the starting rotation for the Braves. And if there's openings like that in their starting rotation, it's got to be Soroka. I also admittedly want him up because. I drafted him with my last pick in TGFBI and could really use some help right now with my pitching. I had the fifth best hitting in TGFBI, and I might have the worst pitching in the whole thing. And that's not even an exaggeration. I'm just too nervous to check it. I might actually have the worst pitching, though, which is killing me. The, the uh, only problem for Zeroker is he had a horrible last start. Three innings, really? 10 hits, seven earned, no home runs. So I, I guess that's good. Maybe it was... A, a good start, just just a bunch of bleeders and bloopers, but yeah, only one strikeout, no walks, two hit batters. Before I mean, start before that, six shutout innings, uh, four hits, five strikeouts, two walks. So he he could be who, who they're looking for, and just you know they, they know he they can potentially count on him for five six innings every every five days and give Dot a little bit more time to develop, I guess. All right, last last guy I'm gonna throw out at you. I want your opinion on what you would do with this player. We'll call it uh, a twelve team redraft league. Twelve team redraft league. All right, okay. let me let me pull, I'll pull my league up that has those settings, so I I can okay. see where where they're at, roster percentage. All right, I'm ready. So Grayson Rodriguez, 
through three point two innings today, gave up eight hits, six earned runs, mm-hmm. a walk, and three strikeouts against Kansas City, who is not yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Say he's on your team. You keeping him? He, he is on my team. Okay, are you keeping him or are you dropping him? No question. I, he's on my team. Okay, good. I, that, I was thinking the same thing. I've already, I've got asked that a, a couple times today. Actually, no, I get like you, random, like you, you can't, all the time, you but. can't give up on him. You can't. He's got. Can't. He, he had got a, such a good string of starts before that yeah. too. Who? I mean, <clears throat> depends who you're going to pick up. Like, if there's good starters out there, possibly. I'm, I'm not sure if you have any like examples of stuff, but his his ceiling is just so high, and he's shown flashes of it with, with his with his strikeouts. So. I, I think he, he's someone that you may, if you if you're worried about him, bench him. But if you're one of these people that you know is going to start your starter no matter what, which typically I am, unless I'm way up in in one of my one of my matchups or categories, I'd yeah. I'd, I'd keep starting him. His next start uh, is against the Rays, so that's kind of tough next Tuesday, but uh, potentially a two start week for him if the Orioles do not have a day off. I like that strategy. And one more, because we talked about him last episode, and he had one hell of a first game against Texas, would be Brandon Fott. Same scenario, 12-team. Are, are you holding him or are you dropping him? It's only been one start. He's against Texas, so I personally cut him some slack because Texas is a juggernaut offensively right now, and they kind of just threw him to the wolves. with the. <laughs> they didn't wait for him to get any kind of beneficial first start. They just to go have fun in Texas. Uh, four innings, nine hits, seven earned runs, three strikeouts. You riding Brandon Fott for another start, or are you cutting bait already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fott's first start was kind of you know, silent but deadly there, but I think he could be uh, more explosive here in his next start against the Miami Marlins. Uh, a much, I think, easier lineup to pitch against, probably. Uh, I'm going to pull up their team strikeout uh, rates. Like I had that up earlier. I'm not sure. Where Texas is, Texas um, strikes out eight point eight times per game, sixteenth right, right in the middle there. So, or and then Miami strikes out eight point nine seven, so right there. But they don't have the bats that Texas does with uh, Semyon and Young has, has been had a great year. Garcia has been fantastic. So, I think a, a home start uh, where he should be able to be a bit more comfortable, um, even though he hasn't started there before. I think he's probably worth adding in in. In in most leagues, definitely keeper leagues. Um, I think uh, I think is a good streaming option for um, twelve team leagues. That is a Tuesday start, so hopefully he, he's also if he's a two start pitcher. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd pick him up and, and hope he can give you two good starts next week. I swear, when I try and do some of my random research while we record those, <laughs> is when my phone wants to not load shit. Uh, so the thing that I cannot verify with actual numbers, but I do know is true is. Uh, Fott's two best pitches are his slider and his fastball. The problem is he was missing bats with them. They had good whiff rates, but the quality of contact that he gave up on those two pitches was not okay. Uh, he His average exavilo on his slider, I think, was 100 miles an hour, and that's supposed to be like his special. 101.5. Yeah, like that's – Change up one hundred five point nine fastball ninety one point one. He was getting hit hard all over. That's very worrisome for me. Yeah, his change his changeup that his fastball was the his his specialty pitch. But that that does worry me because it's not like 
he was missing some bats, but he was getting hit around a little bit, and it was like some bloopers and line drives and things getting through. It His was, slider it was had, had a whiff rate of, of 40%, which I believe is above above league average. I think league average is, what, 30%? It's like, like 26, there. 25, 26. Okay, so, oh, oh, 25. Yeah, so yeah. above average on that whiff percentage on the fastball, 4.3. So that's not good. No one's swinging and missing at the fastball is what that says. So you want your pitchers to be able to throw a fastball by hitters, and mm-hmm. he wasn't able to. I know Texas, like I said, was a better lineup. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see how, how he does against uh, Miami. I would start him in 12-team leagues. I would, too, is because that's Miami strikes out a ton. So it'll be it could be a very good bounce back game from him. Uh, Insano said Arizona home stretch might be good to keep him for now. I completely agree. Add him to the list of Arizona players that I like for this upcoming week. Let's just add every diamond back that's available yeah. in the league. Yeah, they got an A on their hat that's not green. <laughs> Start him next week. Um, but shout out everybody for uh oh wait, what did Insano say here before I sign us off? Not really fantasy baseball, but do you take into account umpires and pitch pitcher performances when doing a deep dive? I personally don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. Do you think I take that into account, Insano? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, I do know some people that do. I just, I spend so much time deep diving. I, into I all think this stuff. I don't umpires are, umpires. Yeah, that's not something I'm looking at. I, I, I love looking at umpires and refs for, for betting stuff, but for fantasy baseball pitching, I, I, I can't go that deep unless something is egregious to the point where it's being made a big deal of. Or it's Angel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you guys are listening to this, make sure you follow us on twitter at fake baseball the coolest at on twitter uh check us out on youtube as well at fake baseball money and we're also on twitch at fake baseball money we're all over the place and if you like what you hear this is episode 71 all 71 episodes can be found on whatever streaming service you enjoy make sure on spotify and apple you hit us with that five star rating and review it goes a long way towards helping us continue to do this because we absolutely love to do it and yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Yeah.